Aaron Jordan, Blackwater Environmental. Success with the levels. Thank you very much for joining us here today on the program, the Crude Life program. And uh, we wanted to check in with the state of Wyoming because that's one of those areas where it seems like they're still percolating some pretty good business out there. Of course, some companies diversifying themselves a little bit during the uh, downturn of the COVID shutdown. I guess I'm not even sure what to call it, the COVID shutdown, if you will. But uh, Aaron Jordan, how are you doing today? Pretty good. How are you doing? Hey, not too bad. Just want to check in how your company is doing out there. I know you guys are staying busy. Every time I call, it seems like you guys are adding more business on the books and just, you know, trying to figure out how to turn two bucks into five bucks and stretch one employee into three different employees because it's a it's a tough it's a tough balancing act right now and it's a it's a good problem to have but at the same time you know there are some problems that come along with you know trying to balance how to manage business properly today uh Aaron so appreciate you coming on and talking a little bit about that but uh, just to get right to the news here it is true you you have been staying busy during this uh corona shutdown haven't you yeah i mean we do a lot of maintenance work and things for municipalities and uh, the private sector and uh energy you know so those things still have to happen so whether we've been on sites that have been um sequestered where we've had to work weird hours and do different kinds of um, check-in processes and things like that and you know minimal staff of their side with us um, things like that that's what's really weird is it's not as um, the conversations and things are really different you know it used to be you'd show up on these jobs and you'd BS with half the staff and you know have good conversations and talk to them every day and now then it's like ghost town wherever we're showing up and they have like a they have COVID forms you got to fill out, you know, check your temperature and have you been feeling sick this week, today, things like that. So it's basically become more of a paper trail and less less interaction with people. So, I mean, it's really strange for us because we have usually have a lot of interaction on a lot of these jobs with, you know, other contractors and employees and the end user. And now that we're not doing anything, we're just showing up working and going home and it's it's a little frustrating because you you know you don't you don't get to talk to people and that's kind of hard, you know. Yeah, it's certainly changed a, a lot of aspects of business. Of course, we're talking with Aaron Jordan, Blackwater Environmental. Uh, I was talking to another friend of mine. He works in um, glycol and boilers and that sort of stuff. So he's got you know a toe in the energy industry as well, and he's a lot of the same things. You know, on one hand, it's, it was kind of nice because the roads were less clear. But on the other hand, he gets he's, he's calling my cell a lot more during the day because there's less people to talk to. And I can tell he's getting bored between jobs and all kinds of different things. So it's uh, as business starts to pick up again, I think that's the one aspect people are going to really gravitate towards is uh, just having a little bit of social time once again. So um, talk to me a little bit about some of your services. Of course, you mentioned, you know, you do oil, energy gas uh, municipalities um i always think of the sandblasting and that sort of thing tell me what kind of services you're doing for the oil and gas and municipalities uh, so 
we're doing sandblasting. We're doing uh, wet sandblasting for lead abatement, things like that. Um, tank cleaning. Doing a lot of tank cleaning for municipalities right now. We'll go in and take their uh, water storage tanks or potable water tanks that you see in every town. We go in and drain them, completely clean them, sanitize them, so then they can fill them back up with water, inspect them. We do a lot of tank inspection. Um, a lot of... Uh, uh, sewer treatment plant work too, you know, clarifiers, things like that. We go and inspect, clean, sandblast, recoat. Um, you know, we have all the EPA certifications for all that. So we stay pretty busy doing a lot of maintenance checks and helping municipalities stay within the regulations. So um, it just, you know, that, that stuff has to be done. And even with this COVID, you know, and with we we run into a deal a week ago with, you know, protesters with the George Floyd situation. And, um, you know, that was a pretty bad deal. And they were, you know, the whole municipality we were at shut down that day. So we weren't able to work. But, you know, that's just one of them things that you got to deal with and understand why people are or doing what they're doing, you know, I think it was a, end up being a pretty peaceful protest, but they, you know, they shut down the whole, the whole city, basically. It was a small town, but, you know, it was enough where we couldn't, we couldn't do much that day, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I know some of the services that you guys do is inspections. I, I, the reason I brought that up and the reason I want to ask is, to me, it would seem like it's a good time for, people to do inspections and you know just to be give you an idea that i'm not trying to you know plug your business when i have attorneys on i ask them the same thing like boy this would seem like a good time for people to do due diligence and research you know during the downtime so i would imagine now would be a good time for people to do inspections and figure out what they gotta fix and what is standard and that sort of thing i don't know if they'd they're ready to take any action maybe that's one of the things that would hold people back from doing an inspection, but uh, how is the inspection side of your business? It's good. I mean, uh, we've, we've got some good customers that have followed our direction on some things. Um, when it, when it started turning down and especially in, um, we do a lot of saltwater disposal plants, right? So when it started to turn down they started to shut, shut those in a little bit because they weren't taking as much production water and things. Um, we had, some of our good customers come to us and say, you know, this is a good time to look at our flat tanks, our, our uh, separating tanks and make sure the coatings are good. Cause if we have a leak in those that could shut us down when we're busy for a week and a half, two weeks, say, so let's go through and let's clean them and let's look at them. And, you know, we, I've actually got a crew down in South of Gillette right now, Wyoming, and they're bouncing from five different saltwater disposal plants doing exactly that. So we're vacuuming them, we're cleaning them, and if needed, we're removing the coating that's in them and replacing it. So, because those those are some of the harshest environments for tanks I've ever seen is them saltwater disposals. Because a lot of times they don't know what's coming in on them trucks from frac sites and things until it gets there, and a lot of times it's not what they're expecting. So um, they deal with it and they treat it the way they have to, and it it's very harsh to steal an environment you know inside a tank so um it it, the the smart companies are spending their money 
the right way and they're maintaining a level of maintenance to make it make them successful when this thing turns around you know and we hit forty dollars a barrel the other day and it's back down to 36 this morning so you know a lot of people got got that itch that oh we're going back to work because i heard a lot of companies say at forty dollars we're going to start drilling again but it's got to stick you know for weeks for them to do that so you know the conversation in the world was man it hits forty dollars we're all going back to work and you know that's hopeful thinking at best because it has to stick for at least a week for people for these companies to send rigs back out you know so yeah uh the thing that i would caution just to kind of i guess elaborate on that or piggyback on that and not to steal it or even validate it but i I guess my words of caution would be that i've had many many top level executives on this program say that one of the biggest weaknesses in oil and gas is the herd mentality is that oil and gas can become very much a herd mentality industry and sometimes and i noticed this back in the 2014 15 16 type of recession that we had downturn if you will that herd mentality really gravitated towards that word that you mentioned hope and hope can be a very tricky tricky thing because hope can be good but hope can also be bad there's false hope as well and so right now i think everybody's reality is a little bit different and so that's one of the reasons why i want to bring people like you on to discuss real life uh we're staying busy but it ain't easy stories yeah and well, because to me, that's the reality, and that's the hope I think people should have is that you got to work hard right now in order to keep afloat. <laughs> Sorry, man, I don't mean to burst your hope bubble, but well, we don't. You know, hope is hope should never be used in an industrial sense ever. You don't hope you're going to be safe. You don't hope you have the right equipment. You don't hope you brought the enough materials. You prepare, you plan, you strategize, and then you show up prepared. You make a plan. Hope is not a tactic. It's not a plan. It's not something to base your business off of. So when these guys are talking about, well, I hope oil comes back. I hope we can do this. I hope, I hope, I hope. They're using it in the wrong sense. You use hope as, hey, I hope your folks are doing okay. I hope the weather holds out today so you can go fishing. That's hope. You know, when hope is a four-letter word in our facility and we don't use it because it, you know, we don't hope our equipment works. We know it works because we maintain it and we bring enough equipment. We bring extra equipment. So if this breaks, we got something to fall back on. You know, I'm I'm tired of the word hope being used as a as a thing to lean on at work. You know. Well, the thing about hope is it's it's a transitional word, and also it's it's a it's it's an unbiased word. I mean, hope is just. Like I said, there's false hope too, because it can it can lead you down to certain paths that you're you, that you're basically just dreaming and things along those lines. Of course, you know, I mean, you get in the political world and it's used all the time. Obama used it very successfully, um, painting a picture that never came true, and so that would have been a pretty good example of you know using it on a mass level. And I I, I think the industry gets like that too a little bit too often. Ever since those uh, executives pointed out the herd mentality behind the industry, I've kind of paid attention to that a little bit. And 
And we do get like that, especially on social media and a few other things to where there can be a herd mentality. And well, and you know this in Wyoming. In fact, I, I learned this last year. I chuckled because what did they say? You guys have one Democratic legislator, I think, out of the House and the Senate or something like that. And I I chuckled and said to the guy, um, I think it was the governor. And um, I said, boy, you guys must love that. And he looked at me and he goes, no, actually, that means all of our stupid ideas get passed without any pushback. So even, you know, and he was right to say that, meaning that sometimes things don't go like you think. And, and you need to take a step back and you need to plan. You need to prepare. And I think what you said before is exactly right. When you go to a job site, you don't hope you brought the right tools. You know you brought the right tools. And that's what you're trying to say is that there are some things that you can prepare for. And then there's other things that you have hope for, if that makes sense. Yeah. And you don't, you don't bring one, you bring three because who knows? You know what I mean? It costs more for you to be down because you hoped that compressor would run all day or you, you hoped you brought enough sandblasting sand, you know, that could ruin a week's worth of work just because you hoped it would work out. You know, you didn't plan. I've seen companies do it. You know, we were working in Eastern South Dakota last week and there's another contractor that we bid against all the time down the road, sandblasting the water tank. They come over and they didn't have enough. They blew a couple of sandblasting hoses and they didn't have enough. They said, well, it'll take three days for them to get shipped out here. Can we buy one or borrow one? And we lent them a hose, but it's like, how did you not bring enough? You're from, and they're from way back east. They're from like Connecticut. Well, I think it's interesting that this conversation took a sidebar into the uh, world of hope. You don't get a lot of that talk in oil and gas, that's for sure. So good. No. That's well, that's 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 real life issues. You know, real life problems. I was talking with a guy yesterday, and we off the air we talked about you know family issues because of the oil and gas impact. And I thought, boy, I tell you. The industry really could use this right now because a lot of people are in the same boat. You know, they're trying to, what we mentioned earlier, trying to figure out how to diversify themselves. You got to remember, when somebody's trying to diversify themselves, a lot of times they might have to check with their family because it could require more travel, could require a different investment. It's certainly going to require a change in lifestyle because... You know, whether it's a lot of times you got to retrain yourself or you got to get certified or you got to figure out a different political structure. You know, you just it's not a light switch is what I'm getting at. You just can't turn on a dime and a light switch, even when you're a small business and you can be nimble. But um, anyway, that's uh, go ahead. Sorry. I think. Well, I think my my grandpa stayed at the best. He's an old rancher and uh, he uh, he was an oil field consultant for like 35, 40 years back when you know you just went to work basically you know right and consultants did a lot of the work for a lot of company man and rigs and stuff you know and being a rancher he said he said you guys are in a blizzard and i said well what do you mean and he said well it's you gotta think of it it's calving season and you're in like a week-long blizzard and all your heifers are dropping calves at the same time you're not gonna sit at the house and let them calves die you gotta mount up and you gotta get out and you gotta go save the herd you know, he said, there's a lot of people just sitting around the fire right now. This is the time to get up and get out, get to it, you know? So, and that, that's true. There's a lot of people sitting around the fire, just hoping the weather gets better, you know? And it's not, you just got to figure out how to, how to get out there and make yourself useful. 
there are a lot of people not want to do that. No, and it's it's important to stay relevant because then you can show your use as well. And um, sometimes just staying relevant is useful, you know, and um, because you, at least you're contributing in some positive way. Interesting times we're having right now, and I appreciate you coming on the program. Anything that we're missing that you might want to get out there? I'm kind of looking at the clock a little bit, and I know you got other things to do here today, and just uh, thought I'd check check in to see how things are going happy to hear you know i love the fact that we can have a business on that's staying busy and figuring out how to stay relevant and, and productive during this during this uh, uh unusual uncertain times you know that's one of the things we were talking yesterday about with a guy off the air that the energy industry really is in a unique opportunity right now to step up and say you know really we're kind of leaders right now because we're used to uncertain markets you know a lot of people aren't used to uncertain markets in the oil and gas industry that's just the norm man that, that's just the yeah. norm so uh any, anything that you think we left out or anything you want to reiterate i'd like to give guests the final thought and word no i mean anybody you know listen to this needs tank inspection cleaning painting sandblasting specialty coatings you know we're we're out there we're productive and we're doing it you know um open to quotes open to come travel look at jobs even if even if you're not looking to do it right now and it's something for a downturn that you got coming up in the fall or next spring we're we're always happy to come help look even if we don't get the job we can point you in the right direction so the office phone is 307-363-5900. My cell phone is 307-660-6123. Feel free to call, text, anything. The website is blackwaterenviro.com. 